Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our Catching Up series, our short form interview series brought to you by who? Mike Marini, uh, general manager, intergalactic guy in charge of HMD Motorsports, uh, current championship leading Indy Lights team. I would say we would give a monstrous thanks to Cooper Tires. That's right. Uh, the mighty fine people from Ohio whose products do indeed power the entire road to Indy. Let's also say a big thanks to the Justice Brothers and TorontoMotorsports.com. So, Mike, you are one of my favorite folks in the open wheel paddock for a number of reasons. One of them being you're a man of action. You are not a guy who says, okay, we've set up a thing and we're just going to sit back and watch it. And that's that. You, uh, the Malukas family, you all are constantly working to not necessarily just grow for the sake of growing, but if you see growth opportunities and know that it will benefit your Indy Lights team, obviously there's this new relationship with Dale Coyne and IndyCar as well, but y'all are a group of forward movers and constantly trying to build and grow. Why don't we start there, Mike? Tell me about plans this year, what you have in place for folks who maybe don't know the full scope of what HMD Motorsports is doing. And then let's get into some of those future plans you're working on. Yeah, no problem. And first of all, thanks for having me. Um, obviously, last year uh, was a was a good year with uh, David battling Kyle um, for the for the season championship. And David Malukas, uh, Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that brought a lot of uh, a lot of attention to the to the series. I mean, uh, between the two teams, Andretti Autosport and HMD, there was uh, each team won ten times. Um, one team had 30 podiums, one team had 33. So it was pretty much a, a tale of two teams. Uh, and then coming into uh, 2022, we had a, a very high interest um, with new drivers uh, wanting to join Indy Lights and uh, some existing drivers within the series looking to move around. So we actually expanded to to five cars this year and um, we brought Linus Lindquist back and he's obviously the championship leader now with, with four wins or four wins, I believe, yeah, in, in eight ra- or seven races. So um, hopefully you can make that five this weekend at, uh, mid Ohio. Um, but we have, uh, Benjamin Pedersen, who, as you and I both just talked about is testing an Indy car for the, for the very first time today. As we speak, um, he's on track, as we uh, speak, yeah. his last lap, t- his best lap time of 53.686 uh, currently at Sebring with about an hour to go P2. So good on you, yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. Great job. I mean, representing the, the team HMD and, and global racing group, uh, well, I mean, we have three drivers in the top four in points with, uh, Daniel Frost. Uh, he was, he had a, a race win this year as well, which is his first ever, um, doing, doing really well, had a little tough go at, uh, at middle or sorry, at road America, but, uh, I know he's strong at mid Ohio. And so we'll see what, what happens there. Christian Bogle. I mean, he had his career best finish at road or at, uh, Detroit in with fourth, um, had a little incident at road America, but overcame that back on track at the oval the very next week. And, uh, did, was, was really well. Um, and Antonio Saravelli, I mean, he switched over right away, was running 10th and 11th, uh, right, right away into, you know, fifth, sixth area. Um, I think he has a sixth and a seventh with us so far this season. So, uh, obviously all, all the, all the natural progression with the drivers coming into the, into the program and, and the results that we're having over the past two years now, I guess you could say, um, for 2023, I guess this is a unofficial official announcement that we'll be expanding to, to six cars. 
Um, we already have the six car in possession now. The uh, HMD uh, GRG uh, Indy Lights series. I like that. Uh, Yeah, no, I think I think this I think the series from all uh, all account purpose. I think the whole entire series will be growing. It's uh, by my count. I think there's going to be eighteen or nineteen cars, which is awesome. Um, So yeah, I mean, thirty three percent of the cars are HMD cars. That's that's cool. But I mean, there's an opportunity there. Uh, I've Henry's always taught me that when there's an opportunity, take it because you never know when the opportunities will arise again. So um, we've been working together and, and pushing forward on this. We're we're exploring some new shop space. Uh, we're looking at trucks and trailers. I mean, the trucks are easy, uh, but the trailer side of it that's a little different. So, but it's it's going well, going in the right direction. Love asking folks this question because the answers aren't always the same, but. You as someone who's obviously plugged in heavily, just as a JF Thorman would be, say, from the Andretti side with many cars, you know, Tim Neff and, you know, others running Indy Lights programs. What have you seen, Mike? What are the indicators that you have, have perceived that say this is why we're going from just a couple years ago of single digits being the sad and unfortunate norm for Indy Lights to, hey, we're not just stuck in double digits now, but we're creeping closer to 20 than we've been in just about forever. What are some of the things you've seen in the paddock, things you've heard from drivers, their parents, sponsors, whatever, that have led to this pretty rapid growth in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think the competition level is, is, is second to none, honestly. Uh, Penske Entertainment taking over the Indy Light Series, uh, just being associated with the Penske name is is something that most people in motorsports kind of look forward to. So, to to be able to talk to Roger and his staff, you know, directly underneath him and and provide you know maybe some ideas for the future, but also listen to their plans for the future. Uh, everything is is it's going in the right direction. Like I said earlier, prize money is a big thing. I mean, we're up to. Uh, it was, I think the prize money last year, I can't remember. I think it was non-existent for a race winner and maybe $2,500 for pole. Uh, but now it's two twenty thousand to win 15,000 for second, $10,000 for third. So, I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, giving back to the, to the racer, to the team helps motivate the team. I know, I know we're spending a hundred thousand dollars to maybe win 20, but I mean, it's better than spending a hundred thousand dollars and winning nothing. So, um, I think the switch to Firestones is the, the road to Indy obviously works. I mean, you look at the, the Indy 500 and you look at IndyCar in general and the growth that they're on and how many drivers have gone through the road to Indy to get to IndyCar. It's proof that, that it works. And we happen to be at the very top level, right below the uh, top level of the road to Indy and right below the, uh, you know, the top level of motorsports in North America. So it's almost like we're, we've weeded out the people that maybe are racing through the eyes of their parents and we're actually working with the real racers that ha- have partners and have you know goals for the future um, and want to have want to be an IndyCar. I think last year I've I've told two or three people this. Last year the phone didn't start ringing until we were we left uh, St. Louis. Uh, I believe that was the middle of July or you know early August. This year the phone started ringing at the beginning of June for wow. 2023. So I mean we are we're two months earlier this year. Uh, I'm sure. I mean we're there's multiple drivers on the list. I'm sure multiple drivers are talking, talking to multiple teams as they always do. Uh, but like the interest level, um, the anticipation, the people that want to get deals done earlier, I would say this year is more than it's ever been more than I've ever been involved. 
So that's, that's a good thing. Let's talk a little bit, Mike, and this is again, just employing your uh, expertise uh, within the paddock, not necessarily limited strictly to your HMD team. So one thing we have seen, and we're going to see more of next year, as you've shared here, we're going to see growth within uh, the HMD program from five to six cars. We know that uh, Andretti is next on the list in terms of size, right? With four entries right now, who knows if that number might go up. But the one thing that has been super impressive and continues to improve is the number of entries on the grid. Very happy, obviously, to have Able Motorsports now, TJ Speed here, uh, force Indy to step up. How do you think, though, we get a few more teams uh, when uh, HMD and GRG and Andretti account for uh, a really large percentage of the grid? I do always think, and I do always fear, boy, what if there's a need to pull the plug? Uh, does that crash the entire series? Not saying that's happening anytime soon, or hopefully at all, mm-hmm. but any yeah. thoughts on either what you've heard and maybe other teams wanting to join in or how uh, one might stoke the ownership side to match the uh, the entry increase side so that we do indeed have a more diverse paddock in terms of uh, team owners? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think this year has, has been um, slowed down due to the supply chain issue that kind of everybody's experiencing. Um, I know there was a few of, uh, of the current suppliers that struggled to keep up on a few items and, uh, I mean, struggled to have items in general, even at the start of the season. So I, I think now with, with looking forward to 2023, um, it's my understanding that three team or two new teams have already purchased cars for next year, or already purchased tubs. I'm not sure if they've received them or not. Um, and there's a third that's kind of looking at that option. So I think um, I think the growth in the number of teams will come. It's just a matter of having the availability of, of the product to, to supply those teams. I mean, any team can, can purchase a car, but the minute they go out, if, if they hit a wall and bend a front suspension or you know, break a front wing and they can't buy those parts, then there's no point in even having the car. So I think that was, that was the biggest issue this year. I mean, we were, we were tire limited earlier in the season, but that's kind of uh, worked itself out. Uh, we, were, we were a little bit, you know, park supply from, from park suppliers. We were limited. Um, but we've, we've, they've, they've, re- or I guess they've re- refueled their, their resources and we're able to, to buy and stock up on our, on ourselves right now. Um, I know there's, there's one main part that uh, is not available right now that I know the series is working on to, to maybe have produced in, in the United States, which uh, would save a lot of, uh, a lot of time and a lot of trouble. Um, but I think those new teams are coming. Uh, I think the, I mean, the Force Indy, the Able, the TJ Speed, those are those are new teams this year. Um, TJ comes in with two drivers. Able comes in with two drivers. I mean, that's those are rookie teams with rookie drivers competing against, like, the behemoths, right? Like the, the HMDs and the Andretti's, multi-car programs, you know, with engineering support and all that kind of stuff. So to come in and, and try and compete with those people, it's difficult. Those teams have done, you know, well. I mean, to have fifth, sixth, seventh place results uh, when – you would figure the top eight or nine cars are from two teams um, is a, is a, is something to say for yourself. So I, I, I think those teams, the, the more that they're involved, the more engineering support they have, the more data that they get over time. I think the, uh, the better um, they will, they will be. And, and the more challenging, the more opportunities that drivers will have to kind of come into the series and pick and choose. I mean, it would be awesome to, 
to, you know, have a car and a, and a driver and, you know, that driver has to sign up for the season. All the entry fees are paid for just like in other series where, um, you know, there's 20 cars available. There's 20 cars registered at each event. Maybe there's a mini, a mini leader circle award where the car has to, you know, maybe the, the team gets X amount of dollars the following season based on that car entering every single race. So we, we start with 20 cars or 25 cars or whatever it is. And we end the season with 25 cars. So there's no drop off. Uh, but anything that can maybe be done to give back to the teams, uh, it's it's a lot of money. I mean, this we're our payroll's over a million and a half, and and fuel at you know six dollars a gallon for diesel. It doesn't uh, even though the fuel's gone up, we haven't gone to our customers and say, hey, you have to pay more. We've just kind of you know found a way to make it work and and not cut corners, but limit limit costs on the other end. Uh, so any any help that that we can get is great, but it's not. You know, we're not expecting it to continue on. Um, our, our thing is, I mean, we're going to the track right now with five cars and three trailers. So why not put six cars and three trailers? That's just a way to, you know, overcome the the inflation and the, the certain, you know, the rise in prices. Um, but you have to have the manpower to do that. And, and we've been working on the manpower since, you know, February or March of this year for 2023. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of forward thinking, a lot of proactiveness, um, the only time you're reactive is after the car's in the wall and then you got to figure out what to do real quick. Mm. Uh, but in our, in our business, it's, it's all about, I mean, the minute the, the green flag flew in St. Pete, okay, 2022 is underway. We have to start working on 2023 now. So, I mean, working with the Indy pro drivers and the Indy pro teams and walking those paddocks and, and trying to, you know, get in front of those guys all that we can. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. I mean, it just, it's a, it's a, Everybody says it's uh, you're in racing season and then you go into the off season. There is there is no off season. It's just non racing season, and we just continue to work just as hard, just maybe a few shorter hours. That's it. Last question or two for you, brother. Let's talk about driver development. So, Indy Lights been involved in it since I was in my late teens, and there are always two very distinct lanes of drivers we either have the clearly identified talent that we expect to make their way to the top to indycar who knows if they're future champions who knows if they're journeymen or journey women but there's always been two clear lanes and it's not limited indy lights it's always been this way in uh, any type of racing that has a, a ladder series but you have the ones that you know have the talent maybe also have the funding but they have what it takes to be in indycar then you have the rest. Never fully sure what their end result is going to be. Are they going to enjoy, but then either flame out? Parents going to say that was awesome, but this is not uh, uh, something we're going to fund for the rest of your life. You need to do something else. Then you have those where you say, okay, a Kyle Kirkwood you mentioned. Uh, this year, your driver, Linus Lundqvist, who's winning everything, leading the championship by a mile clearly well we knew this last year right mike Linus has the goods to go to indycar and be pretty darn effective then you have some others where you go i don't know what the future holds for you exactly but if you keep working we apply the tools we have internally driver coaching data analysis all these things we think we could take you from maybe a, a, a farther starting point than some of the unnaturally gifted kirkwoods and lundquists we think we might be able to get you pretty darn close to them, maybe as close as can be. Tell me about that side of what you do. Because if I look at a kid like Christian Bogle, clearly 
his starting point in terms of aptitude in getting to the top, the longer runway doesn't mean it's impossible, just means that there's probably going to be a lot more intensive work from within a team like yours to help Christian get all the way to where he wants to go. Tell me about the tools uh, for folks who don't know within a, a top tier Indy Lights team like your own. It's not just here's a race car, climb in, go do your best, and then, hey, I uh, hope you had fun. There's also some, some pretty serious uh, options and opportunities to help groom a driver uh, from whatever their starting point might be. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up Christian because he, he's a perfect example. I mean, he he came to the team from from another program, and that program was a turned out. It started out with a you know two cars and went down to a single car, and um, it was kind of what do I say lost, I guess, for a last lack of better words. But also but, not know, an best- environment for a young kid who's learning to really have all the you know that's nothing against the other team, but for a, a kid in that situation you are kind of dropped into the deep end and that's not, you know, you, you sink or swim, but you don't necessarily become an expert. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think the best thing too, about, about Christian and his, his family is they have long-term goals. They're not short-sighted and they they don't expect to come in. Oh, we're with HMD. We're going to win in year one. Uh, for Christian, honestly, it was a two to three year program that we've put together. Um, and, and it's not going to all happen at once. It's not going to all happen in one year. Um, working with driver coaches and engineers. In fact, he had he had an engineer for the first couple races, and we decided to make a change because maybe that engineer wasn't the best uh, one for him. And uh, we have driver coaches. Our engineering room is is wide open, so all the drivers can talk to all the engineers. Um, you have the engineer on your car while the car's on track, but we're we have like we're one team in the end. Um, so every driver can help each other. Every engineer can help each other. Uh, but just in fact, I mean. Christian, for example, and, and other drivers in our program, they had, I mean, last year we had other drivers that were using, you know, the videos of David Malukas and the David or the data of David Malukas. Now this year we have Linus and Benjamin and Daniel Frost running up front and um, other drivers are using their videos and their data to get, get better. We have a couple coaches in the team, one that's full-time with HMD um, and two other that are, that are come with the drivers. Um, so they're all working together to improve, not just their single driver, but you know the program uh, as a whole. I, I can tell you right now, if one driver wins and another driver finishes second, and it was a hard battle to the end, we're all high fiving and we're all shaking each other's hands and we're all happy. If one driver wins and and you know another driver's thirteenth, yeah, we're happy for the winner, but we're also very upset about the guy who finished thirteenth. The goal is to finish you know one, two, three, four, five, and we all know that's nearly impossible right now. Uh, but uh, we're working towards that. So I think we have a lot of resources from the past that we can pull from. Um, I think that will also help into the future too, when we make the uh, tire switch next year. So rather than have, you know, one or two drivers testing tires, we're going to have five or six on the track each time. So we're gaining that much more data all the time. Um, we, our cars always roll out of the trailer 99.9% the same kind of maybe go off in one direction, you know, a couple drivers go one way, a couple drivers go the other way in the first session. But when we come back to the trailer, it's all for one. Like it's, we're just working together for the team um, to make sure that, you know, every driver is up to speed the, the best way possible. We have some, uh, we have some information too from the, the IndyCar side that, that really helps. I mean, um, David's engineer, Ross was a, was a great help earlier in the season for a, for a small project that we needed to work on. 
Um, but Luke, David's driver coach, he's down in Indy Lights with us, and he's he's really working with uh, with Christian and Antonio, and he's gaining knowledge from the IndyCar side that he's bringing down to our Indy Lights program. So that relationship is working, um, and we're we're able to you know elevate our drivers a little bit. But also when when uh, outside of the seat, um, our drivers have partners and sponsors and stuff that may be funding some of their racing. We're able to take them over to the IndyCar side as well, and. It's kind of like a little value added or a perk, I guess you could say. You get to, you know, shake hands with an IndyCar driver. You <laughs> meet Dale Coyne. I mean, you're 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 with the uh, you're on the IndyCar side as well. So um, while our drivers are learning, you know, on the track and maybe in the, in the engineering office, off the track, we're also trying to provide that much more to help them. You know, when they're away from the track, we all know that this this sport's not cheap, right? So uh, anything that we can do to help them or give them the the resources to maybe go out and and find money. Um, that is, that, that's kind of what our, what our goal is. But, uh, I would say on the track, the, the more seat time we can get, the more data that we can overlay, the more video that we can watch, um, the more situations that the drivers are in, they just, you know, learn, gain knowledge, gain experience. And, uh, that's, what's helping them grow for the next level. We know we're at the end of the day, we're a pass through company. We're a pass through race team. Driver's going to come with us, be with us for one, two, maybe three years and then move on. Um, but we want, we want to move them to move on. We want to be proud of them and say, look, this driver came through H and B motorsports. He learned this year and he learned that there. And we were able to help him do this. And, you know, we put together this funding package for him and boom, now he's a, you know, he's an IndyCar driver and he's, you know, on his way to motorsports stardom, hopefully. Last question for you, Mike you mentioned Dale coin, the Dale coin racing team, pretty cool. Uh, relationship that has been uh, developed there knowing with uh, with David moving up to IndyCar and uh, definitely being one of the uh, great shining examples of uh, rookies who've come in with a lot to learn and demonstrated that wow in uh, in a half season this kid has really sharpened uh, his tools what do you see here not asking you to confirm anything obviously I already spoke with Dale Coyne who said uh, you know they definitely could see going to three uh, entries next year, maybe two of those uh, with HMD branding on them. But I know your primary focus is the Indy Lights program, but you do also now have this cool top step, right? You can step off of the road to Indy and into uh, IndyCar through this HMD Dale Coin relationship potentially in the future. Tell me what you see there. Uh, do you see the same kind of uh, cool opportunities, even if they aren't, you know, by any means defined right now? But same kind of enthusiasm there for what uh, the Malukas family, yourself, and uh, Dale Coyne might be able to do in the big series. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Henry's dream is always, you know, to be involved in IndyCar on a on a business level and, and make it a business. Um, Indy Lights was in 2019 and 2020. It was a, a money-losing uh, operation. Now it's a, you know, it's profitable now, which is the goal of any business. So I think uh, on the IndyCar side, I think I think the way that Henry is and has asked me, and I've worked with him to structure the business. I think the businesses can make money. It's just the race teams can make money, um, but we also, you know, we want to you want to win and you want to uh, you want to have those results. You need to have those results to, to potentially attract you know drivers and partners. So um, there's some big plans uh, for the future. I mean, we're talking about you know hospitality areas and and you know expansion on the Indy Light side and and if we're able to, to have a driver move to IndyCar, hopefully he's able to move to IndyCar, you know, within HMD, within the HMD family or HMD umbrella. Um, that, that's the goal. 
it's not uh, it's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, I have a lot of Excel documents on my computer. I have a lot of things written down in notebooks and, and stuff about ideas and conversations that have to be had or conversations that had to ha- that already happened. Um, but he, I mean, if anybody's met Henry, he's enthusiastic. He's the most enthusiastic person I've ever I've ever met. I think. I think coffee in the morning actually slows him down a little bit, um, <laughs> but, but he he's, he runs a successful you know business on uh, outside of motorsports in the trucking industry or transportation logistics. Um, but he lives and breathes racing. I mean, you'll never see him. I mean, he's at every 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 race right now. I mean, he's like he actually reminds me of a of the of Renus's dad, Renus VK's parents, and they're always there. Um, and they're, you know, you know, they're right at the timing stand. Henry's not at the timing stand. He's always in the Indy Lights paddock having a coffee or something like that. But when his kid's on track, he's got a headset on, he's got his phone in his hand and he's out in the grandstand somewhere and, you know, just, you know, having a good time. So I think, I mean, do we want to, do we want to grow into IndyCar? Does HMD want to have a, you know, a big name in IndyCar, walk through the paddock, puff your chest out? Of course, but it has to be, uh, has to be the right time. It has to be with the right people it has to be financially, uh, possible. Um, and uh, financially, you know, feasible, I guess yep. in, in the end. Uh, but I think we have the drivers that are coming through Indy lights and, and even some new drivers next year that we can start working, um, Indy car programs into their, into their future in two or three years down the road. That would be, that would be ideal. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, all the pieces are on the table. We just got to put the puzzle together. Six car Indy lights program. And you just heard Mike announce it. Six car IndyCar program coming in 2024. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need a little bit more money, and uh, Henry's going to have to run a little bit, many more trucks down the road right. to do that. All right. Fair point. I might have, I might have missed the aim on that a little <laughs> bit. I was getting a little excited. Mike Marini, appreciate you. Like I said, brother, um, y'all do not only great work, but uh, for folks who love open wheel racing in the USA and love the road to Indy, love Indy Lights, and now IndyCar as well. Uh, Just big respect for folks who are always trying to do more, always trying to grow things, give folks more great drivers, great racing, great content. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. We are all thankful uh, for your investment, uh, the Malukas' investment, everybody's time and effort, because the great racing we watch has got to come from somewhere, and y'all are making sure that we're only having more, 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 and better, better, better. Yeah, and no, thank you for uh, for having shows like you have and articles like you write. It, it makes us motivated to go out and keep winning, so thank you as well. <laughs>